This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Today, I want to go over Trump's first 100 days, the list of the things that he says he's going to accomplish. And if these things are accomplished, it's going to be one amazing 100 days. Also, I want to talk to you a little bit about the protests that were happening last night. We've got to stop. I, I, I can tell you, I believe I know the way out on this, and we're... I'm starting to see the fruits of our labors, things that people were very upset about uh, with me. I want to show you, I want to pick an apple from that tree and show you the difference that you can make. We do that right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You guys remember Riaz Patel? I had him on television. He is the gay Pakistani immigrant Muslim uh, that was, uh, uh, that is a kind of a Hollywood kind of guy. And he had been reaching out to me for I don't know how long, and uh, I finally said, you know what, come on, because I was in a place to where I want to listen to people I disagree with and I want them to hear us. If you're honest and open, we need to talk. When he came in, whew, it was interesting. He was great. Half the building was on fire. What, what is he doing here? Why, why would you have him here? Are you crazy? I said, let's just take a man at his word. He says... He has a new understanding, and he wants a deeper understanding of who we are and what we believe. That's crazy. Okay. We had an interesting day. I had him on television. He was, he was fantastic on television, one of the best television guys I've ever seen. He's never been on television before. He, he stayed was, quite some time in the building. Yeah. He, was here quite he a while. spent the day. He spent the day. He just... Sure, he was casing the joint. Yeah, right. He, <laughs> he just wrote something that I want you to hear. What a gay Muslim Pakistani American immigrant learned traveling to rural Alaska the week before the election. That's the headline. Catchy. Dear 59,668,724 disappointed Americans, I know this is a devastating day. Considering the toxic levels of hatred and division unleashed over the past few years of campaigning, either outcome was going to be a bitter pill for half our nation to swallow. Like all forms of mourning, it will take time to heal as we mourn the loss of our version of the next four years. 
But notice I said our version, because there is another version. And that one not only has a lot of supporters, but it has legally and definitively asserted its right to be heard. It's a perspective I didn't know a lot about until recently. A few months ago, I sat down with Glenn Beck for an intense chat about hate in America. At some point, he questioned why I lumped all white Americans together when expressing a particular point of view. I have thought about that a lot. The next day, I decided to meet. uh, the, The next day, I decided I needed to understand the election from a perspective rather than my own. On my drive to work, I found for the first time a conservative talk radio station. The morning after, I found another. And ever since, since the, due to the power of satellite radio, I have been crisscrossing the country, popping in to listen to the local call-in shows. Here's what I learned by listening. Actually listening. Not wanting and waiting to speak. Not waiting to, defi- uh, to disagree or refute, but listening. There exists, all capital letters, a huge population in America who are desperately struggling to feed their families. They feel their needs are not authentically represented within this huge government. They feel their concerns are not being voiced by any major news outlet. They're tired of being called dumb. They're tired of being called bigoted and racist. And based on the shocked expressions of every anchor last night that all their polling data was off, apparently they aren't really counted. I was feeling such a groundswell of their frustration and unhappiness and even the strong possibility of a Trump victory that I decided last minute to travel with my husband and our six-month-old daughter uh, to Ketchikan, Alaska, the weekend before the election. Now, who would have seen this coming? Why? Because I wanted and needed to meet these people and I wanted them to meet me. Before, before we had a winner, how else could we both understand each other beyond the black and white, which we both have been painted in, non-stop painting in this vicious election cycle? So I went to breakfast in Ketchikan at the landing on Tongas Avenue, and I discussed the stakes of the election with third-generation fishermen. And what I learned is that their entire life's work was at stake, based on potential Clinton fishing regulations. I talk somewhat fervently about the, the cancer that is radical Islam with Nicole and Jim, who ran the Black Bear Inn, and we discussed how unsafe we all feel these days. I chatted with Paula, the 30-year-old bar manager, who explained that almost all of Alaska is owned by the federal government, so each vote in this community is really about their ability to support their families. Over the course of two days, I met wonderful, lovely people. Some I agreed with and some I didn't. Some of them had met a Muslim before and others hadn't. But all of them asked me earnest questions about my background and I asked about theirs. No question was offensive because the intention was non-judgmental. On my flight back, I realized that for many of us supporting Hillary... This election was about incredibly important social issues. It was a moral election for us. To most people, however, that I met on my trip, it was about their survival, literally survival. 
So when I read Facebook and Twitter posts this morning vilifying 50% of the country for being dumb or racist, I remembered Nicole, Jim, Paula, and I know that's not true. But how would I know if I didn't meet them and talk to them with an open mind? Only by pulling up a few chairs to personify these people we think we hate will we move beyond black and white to the way the world really is, gray. Gray, it seems, is the only way. As I walked around my office today, people are in shock. It's no surprise people are surprised by the results when they refuse to let an opposing opposing viewpoint in. What did most of my Hillary-supporting friends do when someone just disagreed with their politics on Facebook? They unfriended them. And even when Jake Tapper on CNN made the mistake of saying we instead of she, as he refers to winning Connecticut, we have to realize that we are in one giant echo chamber that extends to almost everyone we speak to and almost every place we get information. This morning... I, for one, am not surprised by the result, but I am slightly impressed by the notion that all the celebrity power and campaign money in the nation was not enough to continue to mute these Americans. They simply went to the polls and voted for what was in their best interest for their family, just as we do, and they won, and they won fairly. Now, before the chat threads blow up below the article, I'm not denying that some Trump supporters are racist. Of course. But some Muslims are terrorists. Now, this is something that was remarkable to me when we were sitting, when we were talking. That was my point to him. Dude, how can you wrap all these white people into this? You can't say that. Are some Muslims terrorists? And that's what made him thought. Listen to what he just said. I've seen the clips of bigoted slurs being thrown out at Trump rallies. But as a TV producer, when I watch the footage aired, there aren't a ton of uh, there aren't a ton of incidents. It's a couple each time played many, many times over. But if a group of 20 idiotic Trump support Trump supporters yell ethnic slurs, is the entire stadium racist by association? No. If a Black Lives Matter supporter says it's open season on whites, Is that the true representation of the movement? No. Should I be viewed with suspicion because I'm a Muslim and some are terrorists? No. The worst outcome of this election is that we have been reduced to a series of broad labels that no longer reflect who we are. Mexican, white, Republican, immigrant, Muslim. We may try to look at people as labels, but we will never truly see them because they do not look at their own lives and families as labels. Amen. If in the misery of this morning's election hangover, we choose to continue to refer to Trump supporters as one collective them, I think that this is as offensive as anything I've heard in this election cycle and as ungracious as anything we feared from Trump supporters in the defeat we assumed would be theirs. I think a key part of beginning to heal is realizing that Trump is not his supporters. Who he is and how he campaigned is truly distasteful to me. But his supporters are not him. They voted for a variety of reasons that are important and personal to them. 
And when I was with them this past weekend, everyone I came across shown me kindness and humanity. I hope for their sake, their quality of life improves and that they are able to continue to work and provide for their families with a safe and loving home, a home into which I hope to be invited. Wow. That is remarkable. Yeah, that's pretty great. May I share one more? In contrast from the uh, protests uh, last night. Exactly right. And the protests last night, quite honestly, are going to do to the left what many of us did because of the machinery to them during Barack Obama. Now, we all felt justified And I don't think anybody did this intentionally, and they may not even be doing this intentionally. But you can see the pattern. In 2008, Bush was selected, not elected. Then he was, he just hated all Muslims. Then he blew up the levees and hated uh, black people. And then, and then he was a 9-11 co-conspirator. I mean, all of that stuff. And so when we got to 2008, We felt justified, and we already saw people as, you're not really even American. Because we wrapped ourselves in the flag. We wrapped ourselves, and I I remember saying it. This jingoism is scaring me. I mean, I made, in 2004, I made a a blanket statement um, uh, for all the things that I do. My first book, I do not want the flag on it. I fought with... Simon and Schuster about that stupid flag on my first on my first book because I said everything that we are saying we are making it American which will make anything that we're not saying un-American. We can't wrap ourselves in red white and blue all the time. But that's what happened. And that's what led Hillary Clinton to say I'm tired of being told that what I say isn't American because we had unknowingly made people feel that way. And so when they came in with hope and change, and it was a guy so different than the typical American, we had honest questions about his alliances and his background, but they saw it as, you're just saying that he's un-American. No, we're saying that we have real concerns here. Yeah, yeah, because he's different, because he's not wrapped in the flag. Do you see the disconnect? And so it spiraled out of control. We have an opportunity right now, both left and right, to stop this dead in its tracks. But it's going to require us to be brave just as, just as he was, to go out of our comfort zone and for people like me to go into their world and our world and say good things about honest people. You know what? I think probably the leaders of this group last night, they were saying, F Trump, F Trump. Bad, really bad. But just as he said, that doesn't make everyone in that crowd bad. It makes some of them very frightened because they don't know us. I would be terrified of Donald Trump if I didn't know so many people who voted for him. They don't know anybody who voted for him. Back in just a minute, 
our sponsor this half hour is My Patriot Supply. So what happens next? No one knows for sure. But unexpected events do happen. Great things can happen. Great things can happen if we don't do what happened last night. And if we don't do, really, what we did in 2000 or the left did to us in 2008. If we keep our hearts open, great things are going to happen. But the economy is going to go through a hard time. There's, gonna, there's, there's trouble on the horizon. May I suggest, for a limited time, exclusively for you, I know people say this all the time, but this time, this, this is true. It's only for this audience. Buy a one-year food supply for $997. That is a rare savings of $800. This is amazing. This is, for $2.73 a day, you'll get three meals. For $2.73, I mean, Sally Struthers can't stretch it that much. For two seventy-three a day, you get three meals. You'll have food for a whole year for one person, or if you have a family of four, that's, that's three months of food. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner for everybody in the family. If you get behind on your bills, if you are stretching and you just can't make it to the end of the month, that's when this really comes in handy. You don't have to have a hurricane. Call 800-946-2325 or visit preparewithglenn.com. Food lasts up to 25 years. Tastes like homemade cooking. It's really good. Order now. Sleep well tonight. Preparewithglenn.com. 800-946-2325. 800-946-2325. Preparewithglenn.com. We are one. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Triple eight seven two seven back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Glad you're here. Um, I, I am uh, I, I'm charting a different course than pretty much everybody else that you might listen to or watch on TV. They're um, uh, they're they're pretty much, and there's nothing wrong with this, but they're pretty much playing the same game that that we have been playing for a while, and that is that the president's going to solve our problems. And I don't believe that to be true. And I also believe, and I think you do too, that the parties are a real problem, and. The political parties, it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, if Bernie Sanders 
takes over the Democratic Party, that machinery is still going to be there. And that machinery has learned if we demonize one another, we win. Um, and uh, we, we have to break the back of the machinery itself. We have to find a way to where that doesn't work anymore. And the only way that works is if we get to know each other and we realize. And I, I learned this, quite honestly, from Germany. The people who actually saved Jews were the ones who said, many of them, look at Schindler. He didn't say that all Jews were good. He didn't say this was something that they needed to stop. He said, these are my Jews. I know these Jews. These Jews are good. He's not saying all of them were good. The problem in Germany was the Jewish community, for very good reasons, had separated itself, and so people didn't know who they were, so they were easily demonized. They lived in their own echo chamber. And yes, they were out and everything else, but they didn't, they did not congregate and socialize, generally speaking, with other Germans, and the other Germans didn't socialize with them. And so they were easily targeted and picked off. That's the problem. We're all, the the right is living in their echo chamber and the left is living in their echo chamber, which is bigger, but it's still an echo chamber. And nobody knows one another. And so I'm playing a different game. I'm, I'm not concentrating on politics. I'm trying to concentrate on culture and the heart. And it is a really critical piece that some people just won't get. But I'm, I'm asking you to hang with and listen because we're starting to see the fruits of some of our labors um, come through. And I want to show you another one next. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to play for you some audio, really disturbing audio, from uh, riots, or, or I can't say riots, uh, marches that happened all over the country last night. Listen to this. Lily, your sign tonight says... Um, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. If, if we don't fight, who's going to fight for us? People had to die for freedom where we're at today. We can't just do rallies. We have to fight back. There will be casualties on both sides. There will be because people have to die to make a change in this yeah, world. I, I but wow. Trump, enough with your racism. Stop splitting families. Let, don't split my family. And you're fearful that you're going to lose friends and relatives to deport? Oh, yeah, a lot. Friends, family, even all races. Not just my Hispanic culture, but the rest of the races. Don't take away our rights. You know, you impeach Donald Trump. That's what he needs to get yeah. impeached. Okay. So radicals. This is wow. why... This is why 
and I and I want to go into this. Pat and I were just talking about it the air, off the air. I have a different perspective on. Uh, I I think I'm beginning to understand why there's a double standard. If this were happening, yeah, if this would have been us during Obama. I mean, it would have been. It would have led every story. Right, and rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so. Yes. But I have a really important perspective that I want to discuss with you. At the top of the hour, will you remind me, Pat? Yeah. We'll go back to that, and I want to discuss this um, because I think I understand. But I want to, I want to bring one more piece uh, to the table. I've gotten a lot of heat for, you know, um, meeting with the New York Times and um, and going into, if you will, uh, the lion's den, being on Charlie Rose. You're a sellout, Glenn, and I've told you. No, I believe we have to listen to one another and we have to get out of our own echo chambers and we have to be honest about our side and stick to principles. And we can change hearts that way. Now, I might be a, an idiot, but I'm not a useful idiot. I know the risks of doing this, but I truly believe that if you are honest you're going to be able to make a difference. Now, I showed you at the top of the hour, the beginning of the show, I read one editorial that just came out from a gay Muslim Pakistani immigrant who I met with against a lot of advice. I met with and had on the show six or eight months ago. And I said to him during the show, why do you keep saying all white America? Why do you lump white America together? And they're racist and bigoted. And in this article that he wrote, defending the Trump supporters today, taking his own money and going to Alaska over the weekend and sitting down and trying to understand and his whole world changing. There's one piece of evidence that you can make a difference. Let me give you another. I can't say who this is, but you may not know him, but you would definitely know his work. He is one of the more accomplished people in Hollywood. He's a guy who came into my office uh, four years ago, and he disagrees with this now, but uh, the way I remember it is... uh, he hated me more than anyone I've ever met, including my ex-wife. Um, uh, and, That's a lot. Are you sure about that? Yeah. That's and, a lot. Uh, so uh, it, was, it was an intense, intense meeting. And um, he has written me probably three or four times in the last week. Now, this happened how many years ago? Four years ago that I met him? And he uh, wrote to yeah, me. three. He wrote to me last week, and he said... Uh, I've been watching you since we've met. And he said, I believe you are the guy you say you are. And he said, um, uh, uh, while I completely disagree with you, your courage to take on your own when you know none of us are going to come run into your rescue is pretty phenomenal. So um, that happened last week. And he's written to me a couple of times. And after the election yesterday, he wrote to me an amazing letter. Now, we don't agree on anything, anything. 
And he wrote to me and the opening line, and I asked him if I could share this with you, is, Glenn, I'm in denial and shock. But I realize today, maybe this is how you felt when Obama was elected. I don't know. I don't think that there was any rigging or any kind of conspiracy to get Donald Trump elected. But today I'm thinking, I have to re-examine some of my beliefs about our country and its people. Will we get a wall? Will we get a deportation force? Is he going to, is he going to deport uh, or not allow any Muslims to come into America? Now, I wrote him back and I just took his letter. So I didn't write a formal letter. I just took in, in all caps, responded to each thing. So I want to read this to you. I'm in denial and shock. Maybe this is how you felt when Obama was elected. I don't know. Yes, this is exactly how we felt. But I'm not thinking there was rigging or some sort of conspiracy. Agree. We didn't think that this was rigged either for Obama. I'm thinking that I have to re-examine some of my beliefs and what I believe about our country and its people. Yes, you will. But I warn you, it will go much deeper than you think. First, you will unite right now against a common enemy. Please be careful. This, I think, is what we did. We united against because we weren't listening and you weren't listening to us. We demonized and we stopped being heard by half of the country. As you examine, as you look for things to unite around, please unite around principles and values because those are the things we may end up sharing, and those things can be moved forward, and we can unite with people like me. Will we get a wall? Will we get a deportation force? He has already said no to these things, because at the very least, they're just not feasible. But I want you to know, anything that is immoral or unconstitutional, I and millions of Americans will stand with you to the end. The Muslims being ejected from America just for being Muslim. Millions of Americans will march by your side. And don't think uh, I won't. I marched with Al Sharpton for the love of Pete. Just don't tell anyone. Um, The difference between, I continue to write, the difference between a Trump supporter and you and me is I took Trump literally, but not seriously. But I believe the Trump supporter took him seriously, but not literally. I believe, I hope, I can believe they are right. If in the end it ends up that he was literal, then you will have millions of fellow sojourners like me. At the very least, he writes, we'll probably get the chance to see how an unfettered conservative economic program actually functions. All capital letters. No, I write. (laughs) Please don't make this mistake. The indications of what he believes, he is not a conservative or an Austrian economics guy. Um, He wouldn't have paid politicians off if he were an open capitalist. He may do some tax-cutting things, um, but he is also for huge tariffs. This is not conservative, and I fear if he does what we did before, 
Um, it will turn into Smoot Hawley, 1933, which caused the Depression to become the Great Depression. His economic plans, as he stated on the road, could be horrific. He writes, maybe he'll unlock prosperity. Um, you and I would be fine, of course. We'd get huge tax cuts, and we don't depend on a social safety net. Yes, I agree. This is why um, I have raised and given away over $50 million with my audience in the last four years alone. I also tithe. I don't know people on the left or the right in my position that does this like this, but we do because it's our duty as people. We cannot ask the government to do less unless we plan on personally doing much more. He writes, I worry about those who haven't been as lucky as we have, and I worry about these people, especially the children. Um, I think the children will suffer from the normalizing of racism and xenophobia. Even my daughter, who is eight, is worried about some of her friends at school. This is terrifying to me and many others like me as well. Let's work together. What can we do to help? I'm with you 100%. If the next president fixes the debt, stops all wars, his fourth wife turns out to be an illegal Muslim, but he teaches that racism, bigotry, xenophobia, and misogyny is okay, if he fails on this one thing alone, he will be a dangerous president. I've warned since 2004 that the seeds are being planted, that we're beginning to show fruit or harvest of 1933 Germany under Barack Obama. We make sure we need to make sure that we don't water those seeds. It isn't Bush, it isn't Obama, and it isn't Trump. They're not going to become Hitler. It will be us with the watering can of hate, demonization, and vengeance. The ball, however, this time is in your court. I'm on your side of the net. Please learn from my mistakes. I have done a ton of soul searching. And I will help take anyone down from this tree that will listen. I've learned valuable lessons that you don't have to learn firsthand. And if you do decide to learn it firsthand, we all may live to regret it. He ended his note to me, I feel sick inside. But I'm trying to console myself by remembering that there are people who sincerely thought Obama would be the end of America. And of course he wasn't. That's when I wrote, you get it. You really do get it. You feel like I felt and millions of other Americans felt, but no one stopped to listen to us. Don't make the same mistakes I made, and in four years, it might be better. It's going to be hard, but let's help people hear one another. We need to listen, or at least I do. Thank you for giving me the privilege of learning uh, what you're feeling today. Winning needs to be a thing of the past. Reconciliation is the path forward. Martin Luther King was right. The point of, the point of that email was, and this is critically important, instead of going out and marching in the streets like that, and if you see somebody that is that upset, you need to recognize the exact fear that you had. Remember, remember when... When Barack Obama was in and he said, you know, they have antipathy to, antithope to those who have, uh, to people unlike them. In fact, um, they hold on to their guns and their God. And we thought, he's coming for our guns and our God. And in many ways, he tried. But remember what happened? 
They laughed at us when we said that. They rolled their eyes. Oh, please, he's not going to do that. And that made us believe they're either delusional or they're lying. When we roll our eyes at people who say, is he going to have a deportation force? Is he going to come after us? Is are the Muslim, my Muslim friends going to be kicked out? We can't roll our eyes. We need to say, I know, I heard those words too. But I have to tell you, if it's something illegal, if it's something unconstitutional, if they decide to run, make camps like FDR and Woodrow Wilson and try not to say, your guys, if they decide to do that, I'll be with you. We're not going to repeat those mistakes. I understand your fear. If we give them the credit of, I understand your fear, we might be able to have conversations in the future. And those conversations are going to be critically important as we try to undo some of the things that have been done to this country. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So... My grandfather taught me in the Great Depression that the people who made money in the Great Depression or the people who survived were the people who had money. And he specifically was meaning don't buy anything that you can't afford. Make sure you don't have debt and quite honestly stay out of the stock market. And that's just the way that generation was. My grandparents, they made their own clothes. They would not spend it if they didn't have it. And all of our grandparents who lived through the Great Depression were like that. Think of that. Now, many of us are behind. Many of us have huge debt and we have high interest uh, debt, some of us. Get out of that. The interest rates are at all-time lows. Remember in 2008, no bank was giving a loan. Now is the time to do this. You can uh, consolidate all of your debt and you can save as much as $500 to $1,000 every month. And American financing mortgage consultants are salary-based So they're looking for the solution that's right for you. They're not counting commissions. If you want to buy a home or you want to refinance right now, do it right now. Call 866-750-6551, 866-750-6551, or go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. So I um, was reading something last night um, from uh, inside the media. It's it's a uh, newsletter that media people read, people on television um, and newsrooms read. uh, And it was a collection of their questions, their internal questions that I have to share with you next hour. It's quite amazing because they really don't get it. They reading this, this soul searching, I would so like to sit down with them and say, let's let's just sit down together for a few minutes, okay? Because they're soul searching, they don't even know what they're looking, they're so lost, they don't even know what they're looking for. 
And I have to read this collection of questions that they're asking each other. That is remarkable. Next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.